Hello, happy Thursday. Today's October 11th, 2018. I'm Gabriel Piemonte. This is On the Trail. This is the podcast for the campaign to elect Gabriel Piemonte. I'm running for 5th Ward Alderman. Today we're going to talk about the eviction of a homeless man from a viaduct in Hyde Park. We're going to talk about a Treasure Island meeting that took place a couple of days ago and then a press conference that took place just yesterday. So there is a gentleman who has lived under the 57th Street Viaduct for quite some time. He's really created a kind of elaborate setup for himself. And in my experience, I've not heard complaint about him, either in terms of interacting or even people saying, why is there someone there? There's a culture in Hyde Park that some people would say tolerates the messiness of things like homelessness. I would say it differently. I would say that how we think about things in Hyde Park is if you have homelessness in the city, we don't want you to push out the people who are homeless so we don't see them. We want you to fix the problem. And until the problem is fixed, these are our brothers and sisters. We're not hiding from them. We're not wanting them away from us. We are aware of the situation and we are going to help them to adapt to their circumstances however we can. So this sparked a lot of outrage. Why is this guy getting kicked out? It was city workers who did it. Shortly after that, there was a press conference at Sophie Hotel, which is the new expensive bed and breakfast on 53rd Street, where the mayor announced some hospitality numbers or something of that nature. And the speculation is that because there were lots of bigwigs at this event, the neighborhood was, quote-unquote, cleaned up for those folks. I don't know that for a fact. We don't have proof. But what I will say is that's disgusting. And if that's what happened, it's just another example of why this guy is uh, an unsuccessful mayor, doesn't understand our city, doesn't understand our neighborhoods, especially on the south side, and is not going to be missed. Next, I want to talk about the meeting that took place a couple of nights ago regarding Treasure Island. First, I want to say I think it was a very successful meeting for the workers who were employed at Treasure Island and who were just given very little notice that they were going to lose their jobs. I thought it was less successful for the community, except to the extent that the community is concerned about the workers, which is actually a great deal, but it's not the entirety of the worries people have. What to do about access to food for people who need that space, who who went to Treasure Island because that's what they could access, is was really an unanswered question. And there were there was a a flyer passed out with the addresses of other supermarkets and and some websites or links to some delivery places, but that wasn't really speaking to the core issue, which is what do we do for a grocery store with with this one suddenly absent. There was one woman from South Shore who was sitting right behind me who had a great idea, in my opinion, which was to really use the parking lot as a staging area for for a number of vendors who are able to sell elements of the grocery store. So people who could sell dry goods, people who could sell produce, people who could sell other elements, meat, would be able to be there sort of like an ongoing farmer's market. And I thought that was a terrific idea. It didn't really get traction, which is too bad. I I have to say, in general, I didn't feel like there was a lot of forward thinking 
in on display as far as what we were going to do. There was also a question about transportation, which is a big deal for some people. They can't. They moved to be near Treasure Island. The apartment they picked was near a, a grocery store, and that's how they they walked to their food. Those folks didn't really get an answer about how they might be helped. In my opinion, there were again referrals for existing transportation modes but nothing that was designed for organized around speaking directly to this need and i i wish we had seen more of that i wish we had seen more creativity but this is really a challenge that we've had for a long time in hyde park where you can't really rely for for lots of reasons if you have a combination of political and university leadership making decisions about something like this they're going to be very cautious and, and it's almost like by nature they're going to be cautious. So you can't expect forward thinking. One thing that I think is kind of an illustration of what the community might be capable of that leadership would be risk-averse and therefore not interested in is the following. We have an empty supermarket that is full of fixtures. The entire thing was closed up. It's Nothing was moved out. We have the whole staff still without work we could have the store up and running within days we have all of the expertise embodied in the employees who are looking for work let them open the store up the university owns it they really have a right to what's in there and we have the expertise we should do it that's not the sort of thinking that you can expect from our leadership because they really are just looking for the safest Route. And I'm not criticizing that beyond the fact that that's frustrating to me and, and to a lot of other people, I'm sure, because it doesn't. they're not solving our problem because they're being cautious. That's a solution that would be almost instant. I'm, I'm glad that some effort was made for the workers, and I hope that continues. I, I would really like to see more creative solutions for the people who live in our neighborhood who can't go to that grocery store anymore. Finally, I want to make mention of a press conference that happened yesterday. It was organized by a relative newcomer to Chicago, Kena Collins. She brought together the millennial candidates for aldermen. And I was present, but I didn't actively participate in the press conference that she organized. I participated afterwards, and there were a couple of informal caucuses that took place among these candidates. My feeling was that this demographic that she was trying to represent in her press conference does not include me, although I do feel that I am part of this generation of candidates who are not career politicians, who are frustrated with the system, who are here to make basic change. It seemed to me that her message was a little different. I read over the press release and I thought, I can be present, I can lend support, and then afterwards we can all have conversation, which is what we did. I'm excited by her message, and I think it's right. It's that the millennial generation is taking control of the political levers of power in Chicago, and I hope that that's true. And I'm working with a couple of candidates, as you know if you've listened, to ensure that we have the maximum opportunity for for success, all of us, and they're both millennial. I think it's really an important piece of what's been missing in Chicago, that there's never a kind of transition in politics. There's just everyone holding on to power till it's wrested from their dead hands, kind of clutching the the last remnants of their control. My name's Gabriel Piamonti, and this is On the Trail. 
My website is gabrielpiamonti.com. You can go there to volunteer. You can go there to donate. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you again soon.